Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hi there. You're listening to Light Hustler, a podcast about sharing your dark to find your light. Now, this is one of those episodes that features a a storyteller from my live storytelling show, which happens the last Friday of every month in Los Angeles at Open Space Cafe. And a note about that. Now, just because we get up on the stage every month and tell funny stories about our darkest experiences, oftentimes with addiction, does not mean that we are saying, oh, it's all sunshine and rainbows now. Oh, it was so dark. And now it's just so light and it's so perfect. Absolutely not. Darkness still exists, alas. But I think what we're saying is that there's some more sunshine and some more rainbows. And sure, of course, some clouds. And sometimes birds shitting on us. And that's even sometimes a good thing. That will make sense when you hear the story. Now, about this story. So this was a storyteller who's totally new to my show. I didn't know anything about him. He was recommended and he killed so much that I'm still having people ask me where I found him. Well, I found him because somebody passed along his phone number. Lucky, lucky me. Anyway, yes, live storytelling show. If you want to know if you should be telling your story from the stage, in essays, in books, what have you, go take my quiz. I've got a quiz that's tailor-made for you. It's lighthustler.com slash quiz. That's right. Lighthustler.com slash quiz. Thank you so much for listening to this. You are going to be delighted by this. It is Jules Posner. Uh, Your next comic coming to the stage. Uh, He is originally from San Francisco. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Jules Posner, everybody. Give it up for Kane, everybody. Wow. That was intense. Well, now I have a new thing to think about if I'm going to come too fast. That's uh, pretty cool. Uh, (laughs) Not going to lie, it took you guys like a split second to start laughing at that, and my heart is racing now. I was like, they hate it. Oh, they like it. Thank God. I uh, so yeah, I uh, stand up comic as well. That's uh, it's been fun. I've been doing that almost nine years. I started really young. I'm 30, so I started when I was 20. Obviously, I started when I was 21. Do you guys like math? Uh, and uh, but yeah, I uh, recently celebrated one year sober, and that's uh, thanks. That's cool. I'm glad. You know, I'm surprised, really. 
because uh, I'm in a world where everybody drinks and parties. A lot of my friends are not sober people, which is fine. I'm not a narc. Uh, but they, like, they ask me terrible questions all the time. And that's my least favorite thing about being a sober comic is my stupid friends like, hey, Jules, what do you miss the most about drinking? like, what? Why would you ask me that? Like, why would you ask a recovering alcoholic, hey, do you feel like getting nostalgic about that addiction you're struggling to overcome? Let's talk about it, dude. We're in an alleyway. It's whatever. Like, what? What? It is not whatever. I'll kill you in public. Um, but like, like, that question sucks for like two reasons. One, obviously that's a triggering question, but two, the answer is pretty clear. The thing that I miss the most about drinking is Cocaine, you dummies. Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus. That's a, wow, cocaine. Jeez, it, it fucking rules. And you like, you can't do cocaine on its own. That's what serial killers do. Just like, <laughs> hey man, what are you up to later? Like, ah, I'm just gonna do a couple key bumps and talk over a movie. The day is still young. I've been up for three of them. Are you a cop? That's, uh, that's what cocaine's all about. And I didn't really think for a long time, I didn't think that that was like a part of my story because I was like, nah, I'm just a drinker and I loved weed, but like, I also really loved cocaine, I guess. I mean, sometimes I didn't have the money, so I would like make room in my accounts to get some, but I'm not like addicted to cocaine. Sure, every weekend, whatever. Yeah, weekends sometimes happen in the middle of the week. Fuck you, leave me alone, man. Tuesday through Thursday is a weekend. Um, pretty weird I don't know it's uh it's fun and like I drank a lot though like that was a big issue for me I started drinking kind of late in the game I started really getting into drinking when I was around 26 which is the exact time I started to get like a tiny bit successful in stand-up comedy locally so we're talking about like just me in San Francisco thinking I'm taking over the world uh it's like yeah I fucking made it I'm getting paid in two drink tickets a night this is pretty good I'm a headliner they put my whole head on the flyer so I'm the best man in the world uh so I was doing that a lot but I was also uh decided to try to grab my mental health by the horns which is a great idea you should try to do that until they give you Prozac and they're like be careful with drinking you could black out and I was like you know what dude I've never blacked out before. Let's fuck with this. Uh, it sounds pretty tight. And then I got like addicted to blacking out uh, because it was so easy. The first time I blacked out, I was like 26 on like 40 milligrams of Prozac, just two whiskeys, and I was like, fuck yeah, here we go. I don't know what happened yesterday, but that's okay because I'm forgetting what's happening right now. Uh, like I don't... I was like doing a lot of great stuff comedy-wise in San Francisco, but I don't remember a single fucking moment of my 20s, and that's fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> glad I got that out of the way, because 30s are starting off all right, and I want to remember these. Um, but like, I drank by myself a lot. That was like one of my favorite things to do. Uh, and then my friends started getting really worried. They were like, Jules, you shouldn't drink by yourself. That is so sad. Uh, but it is not sad if you fucking love it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Do you guys ever get drunk by yourselves? Did you know you're the best? Wow. What a revelation that is. Turn up to some 41. Your upstairs neighbor isn't calling the cops three nights in a row. I fucking dare you, Jeff. Come down here again. And, like, technically I wasn't alone. I have a cat, so it's, like, it's all good. We're having fun. I got her, like, a little collar that has one of those bow ties on it. It's fun. 
just making little jokes like, yeah, I'll have another whiskey on the rocks there. Shaken, not purred. Okay. Um, <laughs> I used to invent a lot of drinking games, uh, which I thought was pretty normal. I guess it's not. Um, but I thought I was like, I was like, I'm gonna use my funny creativity to invent drinking games. Uh, and it's funny, cause like this is what I would do. I would get off of work and then go by Ralph's or wherever the fuck and get just like a handle of whiskey and carry it home like a baby. And just like, oh, I love you so much, Evan Williams. Nobody appreciates you, but I do. Everybody likes Jack Daniels, but they're fucking stupid. Evan Williams, you fucking rule. You're cheap, I'm gonna turn you upside down and drink out of your tiny little head. Uh, so good. So I would like, I do that, uh, then go home and make up drinking games to whatever I was watching on Netflix, because uh, I thought that's what everyone was doing. Turned out I was the only dude playing the Forensic Files drinking game. That's a very long way to go, just like, you haven't played it? I made it up, how do you not know about this? Uh, so the Forensic Files drinking game, this is what I would do. You take a drink, every time someone with a mustache starts talking, and if you've watched Forensic Files, you've won. Everyone has a mustache on that show. It fucking ruled. Like, the lead detective would come in and be like, yeah, and match when we found a body in the ravine. And you're like, hell yeah, here we go. Now we're partying alone, but we're partying, whatever. Uh, then, like, the victim's father would come in and be like, match when they found my daughter's body in the ravine. And you're like, oh, unfortunate circumstances, but I got a serious problem, and no one's here to help. Oh! Uh, and then, like, the victim's mother will come in out of nowhere, like, and that's when they found my daughter's body. Get the ravine. <laughs> Just like, hell yeah, what the fuck is a ravine? And why am I rock hard? This is weird. <laughs> I thought whiskey was supposed to have the opposite effect. I, uh... <laughs> I wait tables, too, uh, which is, uh, that's a hard industry to be in when you're sober because all my coworkers are alcoholics and I'm serving alcohol to assholes. And, uh, you know, it's just like, and I work brunch, too. That's the fucking worst one to work. Just like idiots coming in there, just like chugging their water. Like, could I have more water? I'm so thirsty. Yeah, I suck at drinking. I drank too much last night. Now I can't stop drinking this shit. It's like, God damn it. Give me a gun. Oh, I hate you. And, uh, <laughs> Just, you know, just stupid people coming in. They're like, meh. Like, I don't know. Like, stupid uh, with my bun, my stupid sleepy time bun. Just like, ah, my coffee's cold. I've been talking for a half hour trying to Instagram it, and now my coffee's cold. Can you do something about this? It's like, I hate you. Shut up. It's like, I don't care if it's your bachelorette party. If you're having your bachelorette party at brunch, you're getting fucking divorced. Um, those are the rules. Uh, yeah, I wish, like, it's weird because, like, being sober, you, like, you feel everything. You know what I mean? You're just getting all those feelings, and they're fine. And that's what's crazy. It's like before, I just wanted to explode all the time, and now all my friends, they think I'm, like, super chill, which is like, gotcha, you idiot. I'm not chill at all. Are you kidding me? Like, wow, you're so laid back. I'm like, thanks. Uh, <laughs> fucking tricked you, too. It's weird. You have like all the weird feelings and it's like, I miss drinking. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that I miss about drinking. Like, uh, I miss like, you know, when you're smoking a cigarette and then you hear some asshole talking and you're like, ooh, there's a new piece of information I'm going to pretend is my own. Uh, <laughs> like, 
Like one of the best things I ever learned was when I was drunk was like, I know like that nothing makes drunk white people go more crazy than hearing This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. <laughs> wow, what a great piece of trivia that is. Uh, and like my friend who's not white and doesn't understand the phenomena is just like, hey man, I don't know why white people love this song so much. I think it sucks. I don't like his cadence. And it's like, whoa, dude, that's a real specific thing to not like about this monumental <laughs> classic. But let me tell you, we love this song so much because Montel Jordan enunciates. That's the reason I know every word to this rap song. Are you threatening my karaoke repertoire right now when one of the lyrics is designated driver, take the keys to my truck? He's rapping about drinking responsibly. That is some shit your white mom is gonna let you listen to on the way to elementary school because that is how we do it. Uh. Yeah, I uh, celebrated a year sober, and that's great. Uh, I never really thought I'd do that. I'm off Prozac now, which is cool, too. Yeah, you know, you just uh, got to take care of your shit and uh, be cool to each other and just be patient with all this shit. It's hard, and it sucks, but being patient is, like, pretty cool, man, because you'll just be there waiting, and then some good shit will happen. Sometimes, like, a bird will shit on you when you're standing there, but you're like, some cultures consider this good luck, and you're like, what? All right, thank you guys so much.